Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Acts. We're still in chapter 4, looking at verses 32 and 33 from the New Living Translation. The final verses of this chapter uh, provides a glimpse into the inner workings of the early church. The first century Christians enjoyed a sense of closeness and unity that caused the world to sit up and take notice. And that's something that uh, today's church needs to be convicted of because the things that the world take notice of, of in our churches today is definitely not the unity and the closeness. But let's read verses 32 and 33 of Acts chapter 4 from the New Living Translation. All the believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt that what they owned was not their own, so they shared everything they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's great blessing was upon them all. Again, Acts chapter 4, verses 32 and 33, read from the New Living Translation. I'll be back with insights and close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening and following my podcast, which can be heard almost anywhere podcasts are heard, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. Like and follow at Minutes Word on Facebook and Twitter. We are nearing the end of Acts chapter 4. We're uh, sharing again verses 32 and 33 from the New Living Translation. Chapter 3 told of Peter and John healing a man who was lame from his mother's womb. And he was uh, nearly 40 years old, or more than 40 years old. And um, in chapter 4, it talks about them having to go in front of the, the Sanhedrin, uh, in front of the priest. And the priest wanted them to stop preaching and teaching in the name of Jesus. That the priest couldn't deny the miracle because too many people had seen it. They really couldn't deny the resurrection because, again, too many people had seen it. But they wanted Peter and John to stop preaching in the name of Jesus. So let's listen to what the commentaries had to say. Because the church in this section, and this is their, again, in their infancy, they are sharing everything. And it's giving, um, telling us the heart of that church, of the early church. There, and I'm uh, beginning with Matthew Henry. There were multitudes that believed, even in Jerusalem, where the malignant influence of the chief priest was most strong. There were 3,000 converted on one day. And 5,000 on another. And besides these, there were added to the church daily. And no doubt they were all baptized and made profession of the faith. 
For the same spirit that endued the apostles with courage to preach the faith of Christ endued them with courage to confess it. And remember, the leaders didn't want anyone to teach in the name of Jesus. So, and they're trying to squash it, and God is just causing it to continue to grow. Those that believed were of one heart and one soul, and they didn't mind sharing what they owned. The unity was uh, a wonderful evidence of the work of God's Spirit among them. They had all things common. They were uh, like a communal type living, but not communism. Or not because communism said, what's yours is mine, I'll take it. This was koinonia, which says, what's mine is yours, I'll share it. So it does not mean that they sold everything at once, but they probably sold what they needed to sell to continue to help each other. Because since Pentecost, there was a large number of those who believed, and many of them were from distant lands. So they didn't have a permanent place to live, and they didn't have jobs in Jerusalem and Judea. So those who stayed in Jerusalem had to help the uh, their the other believers to, to spend time to learn. So the church community grew. And, and, you know, they lived together as one, ignoring the threats of the council. Also, think about this. The apostles gave powerful witness. God worked powerfully among them to empower their witness and to make their materials, uh, to meet their material needs. Jesus had told the disciples, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. As the outside world saw uh, these believers and the generosity that they had for each other and the care that they had for the needy and their powerful witness, they were drawn to the Lord. And the same is so true for us. When people see our love, when they see the generosity of a church, when they see the powerful witness, when they see that we're not turning people away. We're not saying that we can't help you. Instead, we're saying we may not be able to meet every need, but we can try or we can show you where you can go to get those needs met. That's the role of the church, not to hoard, not to grab, not to see how much money we can put aside, but to grow, to nurture, to feed God's people, feed them with the word. But if they're in need Feed them with feed them physically also, and great grace was upon them all because of their love. Grace is God's favor, His smile from heaven, and it was upon all of them. God's favor was evident everywhere. The Greek text tells us that God's favor was present with early believers in an especially powerful way, and it could also mean that the church continued to be held in high esteem by the people around them because, again, they saw the love. Great grace is literally means mega grace. Great power is mega power. Let's pray.
Father, we thank you as we continue to study your word. We thank you for mega grace and we thank you for mega power. We thank you, Father, that you do and do us so that we can be your witness. We thank you that the outside world know our your love as they see our love for one another. We thank you for that, Father. And we thank you for that koinonia, the kind of love that says, what's mine is yours, and I'll share it. We thank you for that, Father. Father, we're praying for those who need you in a special way, especially as we continue to hear the news and hear about the um, atrocities, can't call them anything else, in uh, the Ukraine. Praying, God, again for an end to the conflict as it's beginning to be the winter months there. It's beginning to be cold. God, we're praying, Father, for an end to this conflict in the name of Jesus. Father, we're thanking you in advance because we know that all things are in your control. So we're casting not just the Ukrainian uh, conflict, but all other conflicts be it um, physical wars, emotional scars, and wars in our mind, wherever the conflict is, Father. We're casting them on you because you care for us. Father, we're praying for those who need you for other special needs, whenever those needs are. They are at liberty to just cast them on you because that's what you told us to do, not to worry about them cast them on you because you care for us. And we're thanking you in advance for answered prayers. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.